Good Thursday evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Thursday Night Throwdown. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting in with none other than the man himself, Fatso Calrissian, the fat poet. <laughs> this, this guy has so many names. The Midnight Rider. Yeah, I told you I'm like Dean Malico with names. I'm the man with a thousand names. <laughs> Hey, look, we we one day we're gonna sit down and just do a whole show, hour long show, naming every name. <laughs> we ain't got that many names, I don't think. <laughs> Hold on, let me think. I don't know. If you go by Twitter, oh my gosh. So right now mm-hmm. I think I'm busted parlay guy on Twitter. Oh well, I'm 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 uh, on Twitter. I'm Gordon Shumway's brother. You gotta dude, be old enough to get that, dude. You got you had me for. I'm like I know this name. I know <laughs> this name. I just kept saying I know this name. And then finally, I was like, I got to figure out who it is. So I Googled it, and I was like, of course. That's classic. That's classic. You got to be old enough to figure that one out. You know, Gordon Shumway is my brother. Yeah, I got it. Uh, first of all. Yeah, both like eating cats. That's pretty interesting. That's why we're related. All right, <laughs> 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 oh, my bad. Foremost, man, I'm, I'm, I, I, good, I'm man. in a good mood. <laughs> Oh man, schedule coming out today. I've been looking at all that stuff, um, trying to figure out who we play, when we play them. Um, because that's the biggest part about the schedule. It's not really um who you play, it's when you catch them. And if you don't catch them at the right time, you're gonna lose to a team that might that might be five and eleven, but you caught them in their high streak, or vice versa. You know, it may be like eleven and oh, and then you go into their city. Um beat them on Monday night football and then they end up going to the Super Bowl. So it's it's all kinds of things. It's all about when you play teams. It's it's the it's the best it's one of the best sports seasons with drama, intrigue, villains, heroes, fans, storylines. It's the NFL baby. We're sitting around right now waiting to find out when we already know what teams play who. Just by the simple geography, not geography, but the simple um, system that the NFL has in place. But we're waiting to find out the dates. The NFL could have just rolled this out and be like, all right, here's the schedule. No, no. This is big time. All day long. They've dropped the game here, dropped the game here. Only only two teams that messed up was the Packers. Because their joker, he dropped their whole schedule at 7.30. He must have been disgruntled. And the Giants, theirs got dropped like at 11. The NFL has turned themselves into – let me go ahead and change this banner here because this is we talking about the release party. The NFL has turned themselves into a year-round league. Right. All Because if you think about it, many camps start June. Mm-hmm. Training camp July, preseason August, regular season goes from the end of August all the way up until December, mm-hmm. maybe first week of January. Then you got the playoffs from January, the whole month of January. Then Super Bowls first week of February. After that, you get a calm down for maybe about two, three days. Then you start talking free agents. Then mm-hmm. the new league year starts in March, the drafts in April. Here we are in May with the schedule release. And what we back to, June, every month is something. The NFL has turned himself into a 365 league. There AKT. is no vacation from it. 
can you tag me in the live? Because it didn't pop up on my screen. Gotcha. Gotcha. But yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's it's a full year um, thing that you do. So you it, it, you go from once February hits and the Super Bowl is done, most people think you know everything's over. But nah, you get now you got the draft coming up, and I mean I'm sorry, you got free agency, and free agency is the craziest thing. Then you get the draft. So after after two weeks of frenzy free agency where players are moving, now you're getting to pick the players. You get the combine, which I can't tell you the last time I didn't watch the combine. Like I said, I got in trouble one day because I didn't go to church with my girl because I wanted to see RG3 run the 40-yard dash. I wasn't missing that. Not live, no. I know he's going to put up a 4-4. Sorry. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, Stick at home real quick. Looking at the commanders, what do we know so far? about the commanders and their schedule for 2023. So right now, and this is, this is all, I'm going to say this is unofficial. Um, I had the Cardinals at home week one. Uh, that's a dub. Uh, we have the Bills at home week three. That's a dub. Um, we're at the Eagles week four. That's a dub. Week five, there's the Bears at home Thursday night football. That's a dub. Um, week seven, we're at home against the Giants. Week eight, at home against the Eagles. So I'd expect those two games to be bracketed by road games. Um, week 11, we're at the Giants. 12, we're at the Cowboys. 16, at the Jets. Um, and then 18 is the Cowboys at home. That's what I have so far. And we know the opponents. Um, I'm going to go out on them because this is one game I've been begging for. I thought it was going to be week one, but I got a good chance that this is going to be week two. We got to go to the Rams. We got to play in the four o'clock window because I know we're not. it's not going to be an 8 o'clock game. Like, we need to play in the four o'clock window against the Rams in L.A., because at that point in time, the sale should be final. You get the storyline of Magic Johnson coming back to L.A. with his new team. So now you got that in the background playing up. And you can play that up as much as you want. You got a new owner. You got Magic here. You know, the Lake, the, 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 the Rams are L.A.'s team. But you got L.A.'s greatest star or second greatest star, depending on how you have him and Kobe. Depending on how you have him in Kobe, um, you right there, and that's that. That story sells itself. I mean, it's perfect for TV. They can run. They can show Magic as many times they want in the owner's box, and there you go. So, knowing the opponents, way too early prediction. I got eleven and six. What you got? Eleven and six. I gotta see how this gets mapped out. I'm I'm going nine and eight for right now. <laughs> where's your optimism, brother? My optimism. Where's the number? What fourteen? And I think he's gonna have some growing pains. I don't think you're gonna hit the ground running. Let me write that in there. 
We gotta put that in the book. But that's my that's my start. Now, of course, eight you know game win streak. Eight okay. game win streak. Okay, okay, that's aggressive. Um, but no, you know me. I I I build up. Like I don't always. I try to start at a at where reason takes them first, and then I I go with my fandom. You know what? Something that uh Tony Corn has used to say in 2012. Welcome to the era of unbridled optimism. Yeah, that's definitely you. <laughs> definitely you. Look, I'm gonna tell you something. Every year in the offseason, people say, Oh man, Washington can win 10 games this year. And I'm like, that's nothing to me. That's a losing season in my book. Washington hasn't won more than 10 games in 30 years. Don't you want to strive for something more than 10? That's why I always say 11. I say my bars is at 11. That's the only way I'm going to consider the winning season. Yeah, okay, you can win a division. We won a division at 7 and 9. We won a division at 10 and 6. 11 wins is a winning season for me. 11 plus. Because I grew up winning more than 10 games in a season. On the good old days. Long gone. Long gone. But I will say this. The legacy of Joe Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. I got a lot of optimism in this team because I think we can win 11 games. And I say eight-game winning streak. But that would mean we would either have to start three and six and win eight straight or we'll win eight straight out the gate and then go three and six down the stretch and limp into the playoffs. So I, let me let me take that back. Let me take that back. We take that eight game winning streak back. Well, all you gonna do is remove one game, huh? You about to remove one game from this winning streak? You can nah. be like, oh, it's just a seven game winning streak. Nah. Okay. All right. I would. You know what I would love? I would love for them to start out two and six. Okay. And then go nine straight. And I don't know, want to start two and six because that's going to start. Game. That's starting the flames. That is the worst. <laughs> that would be the worst case scenario for this group with new ownership. Oh yeah, starting and, two and six. You might as well go ahead and just break out. Um, start deactivating people's um, cards to the building because figure out who the the uh, interim coaches. Tell Jack, hey Jack Del Rio, you're the interim. Have yeah. fun, enjoy life. Let me um, be serious. Yeah. Let me be serious. I would love to see this team never be under five hundred this season. Um, when I say never under five hundred. At five hundred, but never under. I like that, but that's but let's go with the history. The history of this team has showed us so far under this regime, we don't get off the great starts no. for whatever reason. And I would love to see that change this year because last year we started what one and one. Yeah, we got throttled in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, and a game that we should have won. But that's another that's another story for another day. Different, and, and this is why. This is why I feel the way I feel about Ron Rivera. Well, Since first thing, how you feel about him? I love the guy. If if I could, if he allowed me to, I would put on pads and a helmet and run through a brick wall for the cat. Okay. You know, I, I just I feel that way about him because I know what he's trying to do. Everybody says, oh, we need to get Ron about here. We need to get Ron about here. Ron hasn't had a quarterback. 
He has to keep going to get retreads. Hasn't had hasn't had a quarterback since he's been here. But well, part the of his problem was the, the 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 biggest problem was you draft a quarterback in a lame duck year for your coach um before. So by doing that, that quarterback was caught in the middle of that quarter that coach trying to get what he wanted accomplished. And then the bad thing is, I mean, everybody talks about Herbert and Tua, but this team was never drafted even one of them because guys like you that were impressed with him going down the stretch and the way he played, you would have you would have thrown a tantrum, you'd have thrown a fit, you would have cussed and fussed every everybody out of the building because they didn't give him a chance. They didn't they didn't give him the option to be the quarterback QB one like he deserved to be. You didn't give him time to develop. So that's why when I ignore that argument from fans, because I know for a fact that there's a huge part of this fan base that would have that would have taken the torches and the pitchforks down to Ashburn if they had drafted Tua or Justin Herbert instead of letting Dwayne try to mature into this job. And here's the thing, though. Tua, yes, because they were talking about getting Tua, and I'm like, injury history. I don't want to bring a guy with injury history to a franchise where we have depleted at best offensive line play. It's going to wind up getting them hurt even more. I don't want that. I wanted to develop Dwayne here. I was one of the biggest proponents. I stood on the table for the kid because I knew what he could do if given the chance. Granted, Jay Gruden didn't want him, but just because you didn't want him didn't mean you didn't have to nurture him. That, that, that's just how I feel. I felt that he got a raw deal here, and it was real foul and real fucked up. And I believe, if you want to call it revisionist history, I believe wholeheartedly that if somebody would have just said Callahan took the time and he plays so much better under Callahan because Callahan – did a little bit more nurturing than Jay Gruden did. Uh-oh. You got to um, – hold on. I might have it. Boy, keep taking making your point. So you think Callahan – Callahan did. Callahan and his run the ball 800 times, let's get out of here by 3.30 so I can go play golf after this <laughs> game is over? It ain't worse than that Steve Curry, man. Come on now. Steve's no, no, Curry no. That, that Dude, I had two bets on this team for them not to score. I think it was one was the Jets and one was like Carolina. It was some something like that where I had them under a certain number of points. Um, and one of them, I, I think Darius Geis scored a late touchdown, and he was the one that um, like made me lose the bet. That's another cat. Uh, well, that cat liked him. No, I'm not even gonna say it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can get this to work. Of course, YouTube got commercials. Of course, but Dwayne Haskins. I mean, Ron tried to, but you know, new coach, new system. You want your guy. I don't think Ron has ever had the chance to find his guy. Let Let's just let's call that what it is. So, oh, the schedule is in. 
the schedule is in, folks. Let, let, let me let me get my card here. Let me let, let me let me let me get the card so I can write this down. You All want right. dates or you just want the weeks? Hit me with the weeks. All right. So week one. Uh-huh. Arizona Cardinals, 1 p.m. Fox. W. Week two. At the Denver Broncos, 425, CBS. W. And there's a reason I'm giving you the channels is because we're out of the situation where if you're the road team, you play on a- on um, the AFC channel and vice versa. So I that's gone. That, that messes that's me dumb. all up. So now it's all it's all whatever. It's just it's whatever. Free for all. Yeah, it's a whole free-for-all. So week three. Buffalo Bills at home, 1 p.m. start, CBS. Huh, that's a W. Week four at Philadelphia Eagles, 1 p.m., Fox. Huh, that's an L. Week five, October 5th, Chicago Bears, 815, Amazon Prime. So for those that don't know, that means that's the Thursday night game. Huh, that's a W. Week six at the Atlanta Falcons, 1 p.m. CBS. Week seven. That's a W. At the Giants, 1 p.m. CBS. That's a L. Week eight. Home versus Philadelphia. 1 p.m. Fox. Uh W. Week nine. Patriots. 1 p.m. Fox. That's a L. Week 10 at Seattle. 425 Fox. That's a L. Week 11, New York Giants. 1 p.m. Fox. That's a W. Week 12, Thanksgiving at the Cowboys. 430 CBS. That's a big W. Week 13, the Miami Dolphins at Raul John. 1 p.m. Fox. That's a W. Week 14, bye. Week 15 at the Rams, 405 CBS. W. Week 16 at the Jets, 1 p.m. CBS. W. Week 17 at home against the San Francisco 49ers, 1 p.m. Fox. Week 18 against the Cowboys, Time to be determined. W. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Washington Commanders 23 schedule. Three preseason games, just in case you want to go a step further. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and... Since we play in Buffalo, won't be Buffalo, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, uh, maybe Detroit. Close, but no cigar. You got week one of the preseason is the Browns. Week two, the Ravens, 8 p.m. ESPN. And week three, the Bengals, to be determined. Okay, okay. And based on what I heard, I think the reason you made that face is because you're at 12 wins. No, I'm not. <laughs> what? 
two, three, four. <laughs> Revise. Revise me. God Almighty. <laughs> What's that? One, two, three. You do know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 13 and 5. Five game win streak. Yes. Let's go. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the era of unbridled optimism. I am home. So that means how. How might be uh, up for the MVP if he does this? But see, here's the thing. Your quarterback, yes, your quarterback play is dependent on wins and losses because the quarterback touches the ball on offense every single play. However, Mm -hmm. we have one of the most strongest run games in the league. Don't forget that. Don't forget we can run the ball. I'm not. We got a great receiver room, and if I'm not mistaken, I think Cam Sims is gone. I don't think they brought him back, unfortunately. he's with the Raiders. Hurts my heart, but we have a really, really good receiving core. And Thomas Kennelly says, uh, Ron never tried to find the right QB. He wanted Kyle Allen, who played four games at best for us. Yeah. And I think that's the the one drawback about Ron being his – it's always retreads. I would love to see him groom a QB. Okay, but you got to draft the QB. You got to identify the QB and um, to actually try to groom him. Yeah. And I, think, I think the other thing was, again, that's another place where um, the albatross that is Dwayne Haskins cast a shadow um, in this situation. And I'm saying that from the standpoint of his development, everybody wanting him to develop. That's that's a year, maybe even two years, because he gets cut during the COVID season. So that's the yeah, wrong because, because him and his yeah. his fiance at the time was at the club partying, no mask. There we go, baby. There's no iron team. No, but there is one in titties. <laughs> What the fuck are you laughing at? <laughs> Ooh, that's gonna, you know, that's gonna be a real right. <laughs> Let me go ahead and turn this over. Twenty-two minutes, and thirty seconds. There's no oh, there is iron ditties. I love it. Uh, but you also gotta understand. As much as I love Dwayne, <laughs> and I, I, when I say love, I mean love. Local kid, Ohio State. His last season at Ohio State. Masterful. He made great decisions. He had the intangibles. He had what needed to be there. He just needed to be nurtured. Nobody took the time to nurture him. No, he needed. I think he got what he needed. He got tough love, especially from Ron. Yeah. Um, And I think the problem that he had was he just never saw the field the right way. And, And some of that is just from studying. Like he's he he massively made a brilliant pass, um, the second game of that year against the Browns, but because he read the field wrong, he was throwing it into a closing window instead of throwing it the first option that window was open where the receiver been wide open. I forgot who that guy was because somebody we picked up from San Diego, um, but 
there were many times when I watched him, I just didn't. And it's funny because I loved him, the Philadelphia game here um, in 2019, because that was on the all-in season for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I will watch that game just because I thought that was one of his better games. But Dwayne's biggest problem was whenever we got in the red zone, and maybe this is a byproduct of the system, but we always settle for field goals. Even now, even with Scott, this team settled for field goals. And it's like there are times when we can put games away, but we don't because of poor execution, poor play calling, or a little bit of both. And these games end up where you're kicking field goals and you're giving teams the opportunity to come back and win games or steal a game from you. You know, so so that's that's the issue I have. Like, I think the Eagles game, I think that was, what, 26-21 up until we um, got the Casey Two-Hill fumble recovery. And then he, he goes in zone and does the worst gritty ever. Um, like, he ties Mike Gusecki for the worst gritty I've ever seen in my life. Um. But you know those are situations where I hope this team gets better this year. You know you gotta you gotta clean up those things when you get a turnover. Instead of putting three up, you gotta put seven. And that's the yeah. that's the biggest problem this team has had the last five yeah. years at least. Um, I would say since, since Kirk has gone, the other problem this team has had is they've never really had quality running backs. And when I say quality, I mean. A running back, we put the ball in his belly, and he's giving us a thousand yards. You had your, you had your Robert Kelly's. I'm not talking about. Uh, I know you better bring up Alfred Morris. We're not bringing up slow mo Joe. I'm just trying. I said the last yards, baby. I said last five years. Stay on topic. Last five years, he hasn't been here in five years. You know, you had guys. You had guys that had the ability, but you didn't have those guys either weren't healthy. Um, got they 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 got spinning. You know what I'm saying? So this team hasn't had this is their best running back room to me. And I'm starting to I'm starting to like Chris Rodriguez the more and more I watch him. Because it makes sense if you go with him as your banger and um Robinson as your banger. Because I think Robinson's gonna be a whole different back this year. And I think part of that's gonna be the benefit of us having a good center um in play, whether it's Gates, whether it's Stromberg. I think it's gonna be Stromberg by week five, but this running game is going to slowly take steps forward that he wouldn't, they didn't take or couldn't take last year because the guard play was terrible. And by your guards being terrible and your center not being able to snap the ball on time and not with any kind of velocity, um, it just took away the time in the place. And Thomas Kennedy said, yeah, yes, we definitely need to improve in the red zone. And Gibson was a thousand yard back the year prior. He was. He was. He was. It was, was a struggle to get there. Back. It was a struggle to get there. It was a three-point. No, 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 because because Gibson's only issue, and the reason they didn't stick with Gibson is because he left yards on the field. There are runs where you see if if Gibson's a natural running back, which is why I like Robinson and Rodriguez, like you're going to see some moves in the whole in, – in, in plays where they're going to get that extra yard, two yards that Gibson wasn't getting. The other problem that Gibson has is, I mean, he's a wide receiver playing running back, but he doesn't understand that he's 230 pounds. Like, I don't know why that hasn't, like, sunk in. He runs like he's 210, 205. He doesn't run like a 235-pound running back. Make You got to oh. make people feel you when you go – when you're running. I'm sorry. Bowling ball downhill. Yeah, go downhill. Them jokers going to start moving. 
And that's the one thing I like. I saw Chris Rodriguez Kentucky tape against Mississippi State. And um, when I was watching it, the first thing I noticed is there were three plays. First play comes through, Molly wops the safety. Safety makes the tackle. Second play comes through, tears the safety up again. Third play, that safety came in and made a business decision and, like, took a bad angle on purpose. It's like, yeah, dog ain't want no more of that. And that's what we got to get to. I think that's what Ron wants. They want to be physical. They want to take their shots when they get them. So this offense is going to be interesting to me. And uh, Leroy says, don't forget about old man Adrian Peterson, your boy. Yeah, we wasted a year. Mm. They cut it him. They cut him at the right time. Well, hold on. No Adrian, purpose Adrian, him. Adrian Peterson gave you 16 games, 1,042 yards, 4.2 yards of carry, had a 90-yard run, seven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. We didn't what have his, what was his um what was his yards per carry? Uh 4.2. Okay. Which is about his season average. He's been in the fours every year except for uh what year is that? 2012. That's when he ran for 2,000 yards, his rookie year. And yeah, he his career average is 4.6. So he was on he was on par. I always felt his stride was a little off. You know, it's like he he was normally a long strider, but then when he was here, he was a a real fast strider. It's just like he didn't have a stride anymore. And I always thought he ran funny when he was here. But nah, it's the same angry running like he's stomping. Um through look, the whole, look at him. Still, it's just you get running backs anywhere. Why pay him league minimum for a 65-year-old man? When you can get a young guy that's going to run the ball. Look at him in Minnesota. Look at how he ran the ball in Minnesota. Then look at him compared to when he left Minnesota, how he ran the ball. It's like he ran stiff everywhere else. Okay. I don't don't watch that, but okay. I'll take your word for it. Again, I don't waste time on – was he a 30-year-old running back? That's a waste Um, of time. Is is he 30? I mean, he he did. At the point he came to us, he was like 32, 30. 31, 32 probably. Yeah, and he's he's probably the one of the few running backs you would get after the age of 26 that was still productive. Say that again. He was probably one of the few running backs you could get after the age of 26 that was productive. Can running back. Oh, oh, I just want you to pin that because I don't want you looking at me crazy when I say we don't pay running back second contracts. That's all I want. All I want. When you got a guy, I get that. But when you got a guy that's still productive, now here's the thing. Emmitt Smith, he hung on too long. Jerry Jones only wanted him around to break the record. Once he broke the record, Jerry Jones was done with him. He had something to prove. That's why he went to Arizona. But somehow he's your king of running back. People's kings are running backs. Hmm. Oh no, he's he's not mine. Walter Payton's mine. I, Walter I know Payton, he's not yours. You know, Walter some Payton people in this world, and he still had way more left in the tank. Some people in this world think he's the best running back ever. I don't know what they look at, but they, they but do. those people have never seen Walter Payton, Jim Brown. You know, they've never seen those guys run. 
All right, so let's go. What's, 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 what we got? Let's let's get off the schedule thing. <laughs> now nah, you made me think about something. I, I'll tell you about that later. All right. <laughs> Remind me, Jim Brown. Uh, okay. Thomas Kennedy says, "Uh, they you they will use Gibson more out of the backfield. Remember, we have to replace J.D. McKissick. Yeah, that is true. Uh, well, I think did, did McKissick retire because of the neck injury? Nah, I think he's just a free agent right now. Okay, I don't think anything is happening in terms of that. Okay. But I will go. Um, with the Gibson thing, I think you want to see him move moved around a lot. You want to see yeah. him in some slot concepts. You want to see him in." I would love to see him in some of the of like the Debo, um, the Debo role a little bit, playing a little bit receiver and everything because they used him early in the season, and he actually had a couple of nice catches in the Jacksonville game and um, the Eagles game. But it was just like we saw that for two weeks, and then like all of a sudden Scott was just like, "Eh, I don't want to go back to that." Like it didn't fit on the bingo card, you know, when he was rolling the balls and calling plays. Because that's the only way you can describe his play calling to me. It was, it was either that or he picked it out of a hat. Here's the thing. Him split out wide and you got to put a linebacker on him, he's beating a linebacker nine and a half times out of ten. Right. So so there's a lot of times where I would put him – I would even put him out wide like you said and then take whoever the slot guy is and either stack him far outside – and let Gibson take the first release, like a guy like De'Ami Brown that struggles getting off of jams, and let De'Ami go up the sideline and him, him run the slant, and now you got your choice, picking your poison. But, I mean, you know, I'm not a play caller or anything. <laughs> outside that one time in Indianapolis, but we're not going to talk about that. Well, what we are going to talk about, we're going to do some NBA. Uh, all NBA teams have been released. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Your I first, think they got this one right. Yeah, well, your first team all NBA, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, Donic, Doncic, Donic, Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. the government member SGA, Shy Gilgis Alexander, and Jason Tatum. Uh, NBA second team, Jalen Brown. Oh, first team. Let's don't that first team's. SGA definitely belonged there because he dropped 30 a game. Embiid was dropping 30. Um, who's your questionable? Tatum, maybe? Maybe you move Tatum second? Maybe? I don't know. But that's that's all I can think of um, when I look at that list is, I mean, yeah. So second team. <laughs> second team. Uh-oh, I lost it. Hold on. Second team, uh, Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. G buckets. The G stands for gets. Uh, Wardell Curry, Nikolai Jokic, and Donovan right. Mitchell. Can't argue with that. Okay, here's the thing. And I was looking this up the uh, Tuesday night when we were talking. Do you realize that uh, Steph Curry has more? Second team all NBAs that he does first. Okay. And he, he, he this is what I what I always say. He's been on a well, I mean it's the same, it's the same amount now. He's been on the first team four times, second team four times, and the third team once, and that was in 2018. And okay. we, we have that age old adage, uh that age old argument, I'm sorry. 
of where Steph ranks among point guards. I love to pull that up, but like, is this your king? Is this your king? <laughs> I knew this was getting here. I knew this was getting here. <laughs> I don't even know why I sat here and waited. Like it was I knew it was happening. I love it. I love it. I love it. But I love Steph. Don't get me wrong. I love Steph. Uh oh man. I got something to tell you off. Oh, I got so much to tell you off air. It's things that came across today. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I almost burned the house down yelling at these people. Uh okay. third team, Darian Fox, LeBron James, Damian Lillard, Julius Randall, Randall. And DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, surprised that LeBron's on the third team, but he only played 55 games. That's my point guard. Don't ever talk bad about De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox I, is very Huh? I would have thought that he would have been on the second team. Well, I mean, they gave the they gave the second team to Wardell, as you call him. <laughs> well, I'm calling him by I mean, his name. What's his government name? I'm just saying what you call him. But no, I mean, I think, I think, I think De'Aaron's. I mean, I, I've been a De'Aaron fan since he came out of. I was big on him in that draft. It was him and Darius Garland were the two guards I was in love with, because I think they came out back to back years. But I think that also speaks to the nature of this league now. By these guys being so young coming out, they're actually spending their college years learning the game. So their first three years, they're not making the impact you thought they would make, because. They're so young, they're still learning, and they're not used to playing this style. So it becomes this thing where since they're learning on the fly, it becomes a little bit of a struggle. They take a little longer to develop. They get an injury a year, so you, they disappear off your radar like Garland, and, and that's what happens. Well, when, when they when they broke up Colin Sexton and uh, what's his name, Darius Garland? Colin Sexton had to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> when they were sex laying. No, it's a balling. No, no, you didn't like sex. No, no. Sexton, <laughs> Sexton was the no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be so. No, you didn't like sex. No, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> sorry, man. That dude, I, I saw him one game and it was just it was his mannerisms and and the way he played basketball. I just again. You watched him on the bench. I watched a little bit of everything. And, see, and when I watch a guy, when I watch a guy, I see the team being productive, and then all of a sudden he he comes down with the, I got to get mine shot. You I automatically have an issue with those guys because we're doing we're scoring. Like just chill. You gonna get yours. We gonna come back to you, but let's stay with what's working. You know what I'm saying? Let the game come to you. Exactly. But and I think that's a lost art in these guys' games because they're taught to be so aggressive, so taught to be so basketball dominant that they don't understand the concept of playing off the basketball. If you look at how they train, they're trained on the basketball the whole time. They're never trained off the basketball and how you get open, how you stay open, and how you create space. See. That's 1999 in my new book. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, nobody runs the puke anymore. You know, where you you have to move without the basketball. Right. Everybody gives up the basketball and just kind of walks and looks and see who's who's dribbling, who's doing what, what they're about to do. No, nah, you got to move. No, nah, you stand there at the three-point line with your hands out because you're waiting for them to pass you the ball. Yeah, after they drive and kick. 
Nah, man. Nah, if that's not your game, nah. But now if you know you got somebody that's a a a, a slasher, you crash the ball. You let them slash, you crash the ball. Either they're going to get a shot up and you able to get a rebound and put it back, or they're going to make the shot. Exactly. I mean, that, that, that that's my philosophy. But uh, LeBron James, this is the third time he's been on the third team All-NBA. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. But he was hurt a lot this year. And I, I, I'm going to call it right now. Next season, him and Steph Curry will be first team all NBA. No. Yes. Both? Both. Mm-mm. First team all NBA. Uh uh-uh. uh. And they, they're, they're going to wind up being uh, one and two in the all and in, uh, in, in, uh, MVP voting. Oh, Calling no. it right now. Put that in the book because that's definitely. Mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. <sighs> Sorry about that, but not. Well, I tried. Uh, last time. Wait, I got. I'm waiting for over unders because I'm jumping on um, OKC, whatever their number is. Okay. I think they'll be th- this year's Sacramento. Uh. Ooh, this shit's like, ooh, that, that that that's big. I like that. Yeah. Who's gonna be that, over. who I think that's gonna be the thing? Who's gonna be this year's Sacramento? That's yep. that's gonna be our thing. I'm gonna take the I'm taking the over. Whatever that number is, I'm taking the over. So remember you heard that here first. You got Deborah Cox games in the NCAA tournament. You got the EBT three mm-hmm. with the Washington Wizards. And now, who's going to be this year's Sacramento Kings? I love it. I love it. That's three phrases that we've coined here. So if you hear anybody else say that, know that oh, they got it here. Content's another fake phrase. Oh, yeah, content. When you get to talking content, can't talk about that content. Mm-hmm. I tried to use that at work. They was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I use a, so, so my sister and brother call me Google. So they'll call me if it's some rule they don't understand or whatever. But if it and so my brother-in-law tried to call me about the drive, and I was like, "What's up?" I was like, "You know, I can't answer that question, right? That's content." And like my sister would say, she's like, "Oh, that's content. You can't do that." I'm like, "Learning." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we used to have a lot of uh, conversations yeah, go down in the junkie chat. That was content. Yeah. yeah, you can't have content just laying out there for the world. Never they did, man. Oh, but that's why I used to do what I used to do. I used to make, hey, leave voice message. Don't leave no, 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 no. Don't type nothing. Leave them voice message. I used to take them voice message and put a whole episode together. That's what's up. Good at what I did. Uh, so let's. Last, so we we did the All NBA. We going to playoffs next? Yes, because last night the New York Knickerbockers pulled a BGS. They stay alive. Stay alive. Ha 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 ha. Uh, 112, 103 over the Heat in New York. Uh, for the Knicks, RJ Barrett, 26 points. Julius Randle, 24. They combined for 50, but Jalen Brunson, 38 points, nine rebounds, and seven assists. I think Mark Cuban has to be kicking himself that he didn't do whatever he had to do because that was the perfect guy to play alongside Doncic. 
because he doesn't require the basketball enough, a lot. And then even when he gets the basketball, he's creating for other people. So that keeps the other people engaged while Donchin dribbles the air out of the basketball. But without having that second person or that person that gives Donchin a break from dribbling the air of the basketball, that's what they became. They became a stand-around team. And when guys got the basketball, they got the basketball with three seconds or four seconds left on the clock. And he was passing out of um, out of force, not out of creating opportunity. That is true. Uh, for, but I also heard that it was uh, his dad that talked him into going to New York. Well, that's where Rick played. Yeah. You know, came up at Temple. Yep. And his his uh, Mark Cuban said his dad, you know, gave him great advice and he followed it. We just couldn't. The amount of money that we were trying to offer him wasn't enough. He went and got his money. Nobody's mad at it. He'll yeah. he'll circle back. He'll circle back to Dallas soon, whether nah. it be by trade or free agency. He'll be back nah. in Dallas. When he's over. Nah, he gonna enjoy that New York because they're gonna get rid of Randall this all season because they're gonna realize that he's either him or Barrett are one of those two with the liabilities. I think it's gonna be Barrett. I'm sorry to say it. I think it's gonna be Barrett, and that might be from a value standpoint. Uh, for the Heat, 19 points for Jimmy G. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. That damn Jimmy G. All I needed Jimmy G was 28. 28. 28 and a half, Jimmy G. You had a fall in. All I needed in my life. Bam, Adebayo. Oh, 28. You understand? (laughs) That's a G. Oh, we was going to Sizzler and everything. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, Struss gave you 14. Martin gave you 11. Duncan Robinson gave you 17. Just not enough to get past the Knicks. Uh, you think this will go seven, or do you think Miami closes it out tomorrow? I think I think both series that come back tomorrow have to get closed out tomorrow um, because the momentum and the buildings that you're going into, because if it's in Miami tomorrow night, that means they're going back to New York. For game seven in the garden. The Mecca of basketball, baby. You know how ridiculously insane that building's gonna be for game seven? Like they would they sh- they just need to go ahead and cut a hole in the roof and just take it out. Cause it's they're gonna blow the roof off of that place. If they get a game seven in that building, that building's gonna be so electric. Spike Lee is not gonna sit down that whole game. Nobody's gonna sit down that whole game. It's me number white tees and Tim's. <laughs> hey yo B, hey yo B, watch yourself. Uh on the western and side. And Biggie, that's all they be playing. <laughs> on the western side, not only did the Knicks stay alive, but the Warriors stayed alive too. Beat the Lakers last night 121-106. Uh for the Warriors. Andrew Wiggins, 25. Gary Payton, the second, 13. It feels funny saying Gary Payton in 2023. Uh, He had 13. Draymond gave you a double-double with 20 and 10, which is what he does, 20 and 10. No, it's not what he does. Okay, he's a 10 and 10. God, jeez. Let me have some fun for a little bit. (laughs) He does not do 20 and 10. That Uh, 20 and 10 came across the screen and – 
and I it was an outlier. I was like, well, if he scores twenty, we just deserve to lose. If Draymond can give us twenty, hey, all right. Well, you know, in the words of the great Jay Z, a broken clock is right twice a day, and even a garbage can gets a steak. That was garbage can getting a steak last night. Okay. And when I say 20 and 10, because he has the ability to also give you 10 assists. But anyway, he gave you 20 okay, I'm 20 sorry. and 10. <laughs> uh, Steph gave you 27 and 8 assists. Uh, Clay only gave you 10. Jordan Poole gave you 11. Uh, on the flip side of the Lakers, LBJ, 25. Anthony Davis, 23. Took a nasty elbow to the head. And I... I I didn't see – I was like, okay, he got wheeled off in a wheelchair. I was like, what the hell are y'all talking about? This is AD. Is he hurt? They said, oh, he hit his head. He didn't hit his head, man. He took an elbow. This morning I had one opinion. Then I saw the video. They, The way TNT and ESPN laughed about this, it's not funny, man. You don't laugh when somebody gets hurt. I'm real I think, fucking I think the laughter was about the fact that it was a wheelchair. Okay. And Stephen A. made a point. He said, well, this is not the NFL. Is this preseason a concussion? Let me elbow you in the head. Let me make you woozy and see if you ain't, and somebody ain't got to take you up out of here in a wheelchair. Like, bro, if you never had a concussion before, please don't speak on it. No, I got you. I still hear bells ringing. I still get migraines from them. That's not something to, to be happy about. That's not something to joke about. Now, I got me a nice one. Um, bells ringing. What was it? Summer League Baseball, Turkey Thicket. Playing against Coolidge Summer League team. Oof. I took a nice um, fastball to the back of the head. Oof. Yeah, but I took second and third because I was like, you. <laughs> nah, I caught a forearm. Street football. Took a, a run up the middle. And I had dipped. And I had been running the same dude over. He kept sitting in the middle. I was like, I'm going to run him over again. But this time he came with a forearm to the side of the head. And all I know is I've seen stars. You know how when a computer, you, you like you drop your computer and your screen frizz up and then come back on? Mm-hmm. My eyes did that. And I said, damn, I'm going to reset my daggone hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, I, I, was, I was done. But yeah. I have migraines from all of the concussions that I've had. And I've had a lot. I'm in my younger days. I've had I've had three. I've had maybe six or more. But in my younger days, I would jump off of things and jump through things. You know, yeah. I, I'm gonna say three. It's my official number. Impervious to pain. You know, I'm jumping off of something. I'm doing swan time bombs off of stuff. Damn, they're breaking my damn neck. No more. No more. All right, oh. so. Austin Reeves gave you 15. D'Lo gave you 15. Schroeder gave you 14. Uh, this game, this this has to be closed out. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we had crypto t- tomorrow night. Okay. And then it, it, if it goes to game seven, you're in the Bay. Right. And we don't want to go back to the Bay. No. You don't and want you, to 40 and company out there hanging out. Mm-mm. You said uh, Lakers in six. Here we go. Because I'm and, a prognosticator. If if the Lakers win this in six, I need this you to make me a saying. promise. I need you to make me a promise. They win this okay. in six. Okay. You will give me the Powerball numbers and make me rich, and I, I got you on the back end. You don't have to do that because I next series, all you do is listen to the Midnight Rider, aka the Genius, aka 
the man with all the answers, aka the fat so Calrissian, aka fat <laughs> poet. Um, and what I'll do is Lakers in six again. I'm betting it this time. I'm gonna do what I did for the World Series. So the World Series, I think I took I took a $25 bet on the series itself. And then I bet each game of the series that LA will win that game or whatever. And if I won, I'd take half of it, stash it, put the other half back on the game. So I might do that this year, mm. this series. Plus, we playing Denver? Ooh. Because I know if we don't beat Denver, there's a phone call that's been building up for so many years and one of my friends, ooh, we got to beat Denver. I got to call Braun on the bat phone. <laughs> I take this one. My bad. All right, so then what we got tonight? We got the Celtics and the Sixers. Celtics and the Sixers. Uh, Celtics got a chance to close out, but right now they're down by seven at half. No, flip that around. The Sixers got, a chance, Sixers got a chance to close out. I'm sorry. Right. Um, and but the Sixers are down by seven at halftime, fifty to forty-three. Uh, Embiid has twelve. Maxi has fifteen. Those are only double figures for the Sixers right now. The Celtics. Jalen Brown has eleven. Marcus Smart fifteen. Oh, me. You might have to repeat that for me real quick. Because we uh, got a little parlay going. Embiid twelve. Maxi fifteen. Okay, I like that because I know I got Maxi with like twenty, so I like that. Uh, Jalen Brown with eleven. Uh huh. Smart with fifteen. Does Jalen Brown happen to have any three pointers? Uh, what is he? What is he sitting at? Um, of course it won't let me pull it up. What are you sitting at? What are you sitting at? Oh, oh, they gave me the up. Oh, oh, we. Mm, it's a lot of green on the screen. It's a lot <laughs> of green. See, let's see. Brogdon and Smart hit their threes. Now I need Harden to hit two. I need Jalen to hit another three. I need your boy, Tobias Harris, to score 10 points. Can't Tobias Toby. score 10? Toby. What do Tobias um, have tonight? I you got Brogdon. Oh, we, uh, he got two. Well, all right. Let's, let's see what this do. I'm sorry. I like this now. Uh, another series that could be closed out tonight. Is the Suns Nuggets? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. That's the what I was. I'm glad you stopped. I'm gonna stop you because Philly, Boston. It's the reason I wanted to talk about this. Okay. Because if Philly and Boston, if Philly loses, this will be another situation where Doc Rivers has blown a three-one lead in a series. Well, no, I'm sorry, not three-one, but a three-two lead in a series. So we have to start questioning his legacy at this point. And then the other side is if Boston loses, we got to question the suspension and the firing of M.A. Udoko. And does that have – does that come with the caveat of them damaging the future of this franchise because they fired their coach off because he got a little strange. Well, it wasn't strange because it was in the office, but you know what I mean. He dipped his pen in the company's ink. Yeah, that's it. A couple times. Quite a few. Yep. Uh, I will say this. Outside of that 2008 Boston team and that 2010 Boston team, Doc Rivers in Orlando and maybe Lob City in, with the Clippers, 
that's Doc's legacy. Every other team outside of that, in my opinion, he's he's done. And don't get me wrong, I love Doc Rivers, but he's done nothing. He these teams are so good that they don't get anywhere. Him and him and Dan Tony are on the same level almost. He's just two. He's a step above Dan Tony because he has a championship. But they do the same thing. They run. Right, you're absolutely right. Uh oh. Ah shit. There we yeah, go. You good? You good? You good? Come on. But it doesn't translate because Dan Tony wants to run that up and down game, which is cool during the regular season. But you have to have a set half court offense in the playoffs. I say it every year. Okay. I'm with you. I'm calm. I'm calm. But yeah, we'll, go, Maxie. We'll have to start questioning Doc Rivers' legacy. And uh, 40, speaking of 52 45, Celtics up 10 minutes and 50 seconds left in the third quarter. Okay. Speaking of uh, coaching, uh, Scott Brooks is supposed to interview, I believe, for the Milwaukee Bucks job. Okay. Okay. Retrade. All right. So, no. um, what's the last series? We got Denver and, um, <laughs> Denver and uh Phoenix. That's at ten night. Uh Nuggets can close it out in Phoenix and they'll move on to the conference finals. So let's uh move on. We got two segments Hold left. On. Real quick, because Jamal Murray's out because of sickness and Aiton's out because of an injury. And the only thing I want we talked about this when the series has started about injuries and I'm going to get off of this point real quick, but it's amazing to me how these cats have these injuries and at three o'clock they're saying they're not playing. Like you're not going to run out on the court and at least try to figure it out. No, got to take a shot. No. So I don't know, man. And I think that's part of why they were laughing last night with the guy with him going off in the wheelchair. It was just like, yo, like, there's got to be a level of toughness. I mean, I understand you got your bell rung, but you didn't hurt your knee. You didn't didn't mess up your legs. Um, and you, if you got somebody walking beside you, they can hold you up. Uh, that's why I think some of the uh, the ridicule came from the wheelchair with Anthony Davis. I don't think it was warranted, but, hey, who am I? I'm okay. nobody. Uh, Two seconds left. Let's go. Let's close it out. Well, shoot, we can't close out. We got a little bit more to go. Uh, I, said two more. I said two more, two more segments. It's real small, real small. Uh, we we lost uh, two legends. Well, a legend and a really, really great player. Uh, Denny Crum passed away uh, two days ago. We supposed to talk about it on uh, Tuesday. On Tuesday. So he uh, was eighty six. Yeah. Hold on. What year did they win the title? Eighty and eighty six. All right. Uh, Lost, my job is done here. I don't need to <laughs> expound upon what I was just about to say. The numbers are here. Six seventy-five and, and two ninety-five overall. Two NCAA division titles. Uh, six Final Fours. Um, three MVCs. Twelve Metro Conference regular season titles. Eleven-time Metro Conference tournament winner. Uh, on the other hand, I'm sorry. The other 
great player that we lost. I'm, I can't say great player, but he has a historic distinction. Uh, Joe Cap, former co- uh, former quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, he passed away as well. He has the distinction of being traded from the CFL to the NFL. Always remember that. Go look that one up. That's a real historical thing for you. Uh, coming into the weekend, and rest in peace to both of them. Prayers out to their families, friends, and all the ones that they've touched. Uh, coming up on the weekend, we got the defenders, so let's go. Shields up. Left shield up. Who oh, are we? God. The defenders. That's the other thing I was going to tell you about. I knew it was something else. So, through the grapevine, Rev T was on the Brian Mitchell show this morning. He says, and I apologize to the guy already. This is not disrespect, but it's just the way his name is. But I think it's DJ O Goody Woody. DJ Woody. Oh, Goody. All right. So, DJ O Goody Woody. Or Woody O Goody, I apologize in advance if I'm messing your name up. It's not a sign of disrespect. Um, he's dropping a new song for the commanders this year. So I already know you're gonna be heavily involved in that. You might be in the video. Um no, I, I didn't get my shirt in time. Didn't get my shirt in time. But you had the invite to the video. Of course, case he invited rest, everybody. Case I rest my case. Um XFL DC Defenders against it's not the it's the Arlington Renegades, right? Yes. And the Renegades picked up Luis Perez midseason. And once they picked him up, they got hot. Um, the only sad thing about this playoff setup is they took the two best teams from each division. So what should have been the Battle Hawks, uh, the Dragons, the Defenders, and um the number one seed from the West or the other division became the other team in the West and Arlington and then DC against the Sea Dragons. So we missed out on one of the better teams in the division or in the league being in the playoffs just because we just took the top two teams. And I wonder if that's going to change at any point in time. Off of that tangent, back to the game. I think the defenders are the most consistent team in this league. Uh, The only problem is they struggled um, this year with this team, the Renegades. I think they beat them 28 to 26. And the Renegades were a conversion away from taking it in the overtime. So I wonder what the Mad Genius has up his sleeve. Because Greg um, Greg Williams, second G stands for genius, um, is one of the most innovative guys, uh, most well-prepared guys in, in, in as it comes to defense. So I would love to see what he comes up with for this situation. All right. And that but is, I'm taking the defenders. I'm taking the defenders as well. That's Saturday night at 3. I'm sorry, at eight. God, well, I'm I'm just off now. <sighs> Calm down. Let's wrap it up. This particular graphic right here, you know, about basically what you're looking for and, and if you want to do certain things in NBA and then, you know, basically if you want all of these things on this list right here, you play with Michael Jordan. This was uh, reposted by Steven Jackson, and I sent it to BJ. I screenshot and I sent it to BJ. I'll send it to you too. And – a gentleman commented, he was like, y'all do anything to uplift y'all childhood heroes, whatever. Steven Jackson commented back, you're a fan. I played the game. Not just to Steven Jackson, but to anybody. 
If that's your rebuttal every time somebody has an opinion about a sport you played, we all played the game. Yes, you played at the highest level. Great. But you getting bent out of shape and you got to throw it in everybody's face and say that you played the goddamn game. Yes, you. we know you played the game. You don't have to throw it in everybody's face that you played the fucking game, man. Everybody has an opinion. All that shit right there, either speed past it and don't say nothing, but you don't have to say that every time. He's not the only one that says it, but this goes to everybody that says it. That's some lame-ass comeback shit. If we're supposed to have sports discussions and arguments, let's have them. But you throwing up in everybody's face that you played in the league, who the fuck cares? Just because you played in the league don't make your opinion any better than mine. So, I'm done. So, that argument, I, I, I get it a lot. You know, what? I'm, I'm almost curious now. I would love for someone to start um, some kind of voting system for the old players or the players that played the game and see how they would vote on some of these awards. Because I'm tired of them standing behind, oh, I played the game, I know more than you. Because I would love to see or the comparison of who they pick compared to who the league or the media picks. I would love to have that compare and contrast um, situation. I think it would be great. I think it would be awesome. Um, and I think it would kind of break down some of the, the elements of this argument because when I see the top 100 from the NFL, I cringe because I don't think it's right um, 85% of the time. And I think part of it is, again, it becomes like the Pro Bowl. It's a favoritism thing. It's a thing of a guy you like. And I'm, I'm not sure if it always gives you the best guy or the best person in that situation. So that's why I want to see what – I want to see them put their words um, into play and back it up with their actions. I agree with that because uh, Shaq has a habit of dogging every big man in the league. That's that's not that's not he's not dogging every big man league. But every big man, oh, I give him sixty. I give him this. I get okay. Yes, you were one of the most dominant players in the league. The dom, the most dominant. No, and I I, I love Big Shaq, but Will Chamberlain will always be the most dominant player because they changed the rules to neutralize Will. They didn't change the rules to neutralize Shaq. They changed the rules so he could get beat up more. But. When you start talking about comparing errors and, oh, I give him 50, I give him that, okay, great. I, I would expect nothing less from a former player. It's just when you got to – some people outright dog certain players to make another player look good. See, that's, that's the – problem. But you're, 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 not, you're not paying attention to the, the mantra that is Shaq. Shaq doesn't say this out of malice. Shaq is saying this to challenge these guys every time. And if you if you listen to him, he tells you all off the break. I don't hate the white or I don't hate this person. I just see more. I see more ability, more options, more talent there than they're getting out of their product. The same way people were mad with him about the comments he made about Spider during I think it was during the um during the bubble. He was like, I need more from Spider. And Spider gave him more and he he showed out in that series. Now, unfortunately, um they lost, but Again, that's just what Shaq does. He's always pushing the guy more and more. He did that with Kobe. He's going to do that with anybody else. He did it with Dwayne Wade. He's going to keep doing it. He made Dwayne Wade earn the fact that that was his team in Miami and made him understand it. 
it was a teaching. Sometimes you got to teach guys by challenging them. You can't always, you can't coddle them. You know what I'm saying? So you, that's the issue or that's the situation. Well, you know, and I don't Shaq like just challenges guys every time. You know, I don't like the coddling anyway, so I I, I can see that. I ain't, I ain't gonna argue with it. You can't argue with facts, baby. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of this ride. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back. When we come back on Sunday, the Midnight Ride and myself, hopefully we're talking a championship for the city, which is D.C. It's an XFL championship, but hell, I'll take it. If we can hang that banner beside our arena football championship, our WNBA championship, our World Series championship, and our uh, Stanley Cup championship. We can hang that banner right there with it. So hopefully that's what we're talking about on Sunday. But before that, I think we got the WrestleManiacs on Saturday. Right. So until then, that's the Midnight Rider. That guy right there. That's the Midnight Rider. I'm the big guy, KG. Remember our motto, baby. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here.